Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Sports Radio 93.7 The Fan. Donnie Football with you for a little bit over two more hours. Penguins and Wild underway a few minutes into the first period. The Pens were given a four-minute power play early in this game. They have not scored on that yet, down to about a minute 40 to go on the man advantage. We'll be keeping you updated on that game. It is Marc-Andre Fleury night in Minnesota, Fleury in the net. And so far, he has not allowed anything past him on this power play. Talking Steelers, right now we will go out to the fan hotline presented by Sullivan Super Service, Pittsburgh's trusted plumbing and HVAC provider for over 50 years. That is where we find our pal Nick Farabaugh from Steelers now. Uh, Nick, uh, how was the Senior Bowl last week? Yeah, Senior Bowl is always great. It is truly kind of where you first meet up with Everyone from around the league, you get the buzz, the field, the NFL draft. It, it, it's a great time, man. It was awesome seeing those prospects, too, especially because it, it was a pretty loaded class, uh, specifically where the Steelers have needs. So I, I learned a lot, I think, from down there in Mobile. Uh, saw a lot of praise for a guy that I obviously like a lot, and I think a lot of Steeler fans uh, do as well. And if they haven't heard of this guy yet, they will very soon. Uh, Jackson Powers Johnson seemed to set – uh, quite the bar, uh, and, and he is at a Steelers position of need. Uh, the center from Oregon, uh, I saw a very uh, high amount of positive remarks about. Uh, was he as good in person as what I was seeing on on video and on social media? One hundred percent. And uh, the thing about him is he is six foot four, three hundred thirty pounds, and moves like he's about thirty thirty five pounds less. I mean, this guy's movement skills at his size in person stick out like he moves as well as guys that are 300 305 and there were a lot of guys around that weight mobile and he was beating them to points and and he can really really get out there uh, in space you can tell that he's a mauler um and one-on-ones i don't think he lost a single rep uh, throughout his one and a half days he, he re-injured his hamstring um during the second practice so he had to pull out for the rest of the week but those one and a half days were more than enough for me to tell you this guy is the best center in the class um i don't think it's super close and that's no ding on cedric van pran or zach frazier or anyone else uh, i think those are good players too but this guy man has the potential to really be one of the best centers honestly right away we're talking 
coming in, I think he could have a very similar impact to a guy like Creed Humphrey. Uh, that's the type of player we're looking at here. He looked as good as you would think he did on video, and the tape's just as good, too. Uh, one of the other names you mentioned there I want to ask about, uh, another center prospect, somewhat local, uh, from Fairmont, West Virginia. He played at WVU. Uh, that is Zach Frazier. I know he's uh, recovering from injury, but uh, I-, I know that Steeler fans, again, uh, you think of high-level D1 center uh, in the position of need, and your ears perk up a little bit. Uh, what did you think uh, from what you saw from him? Obviously not the top guy. We just talked about him, but your thoughts on Zach Frazier? Really good player. Solid in just about every area. And I'll say this, one of the worst kept secrets that felt like down in Mobile was how much the Steelers liked him. Um, he is kind of the guy that I would circle as I would mock him in just about every mock draft I would do because he feels like a guy that will be a Steeler. If he's there in the second round, they will take him. And he looks great. I mean, he's a good mover in space. He's tough. He's very, very smart. I think that's one thing that they really, really look for in their centers. And he is a very, very smart center, commands the office very well, sets protection calls, all of those things. He is a guy that is ready to go day one and start right away. Um, I'm not sure he has the ceiling of Powers Johnson, but I know that he has a very, very high floor, and he could start for a decade-plus for your team at center. He could be a stalwart. He could be a foundational piece of your offensive line, and I think the Steelers definitely see that, and it seems like they're very interested in him uh, already early on in the process. So I feel pretty good about that one. Um, If he is there in the second round, maybe they even move up a little bit in the second round to get him. Uh, I feel pretty good and say, you know, I I would say Zach Frazier is probably going to be a Pittsburgh Steeler. Now, what kind of combination would you prefer, Nick? Would you prefer the Steelers uh, take uh, Powers Johnson at number 20 and then, I don't know, maybe a a defensive back in the second round or or really any other position uh, that that you could pick? Or would you rather them take a corner or maybe a wide receiver, something like that in the first round, and then take their chances on Frazier being there around pick 50 uh, in the second round? I think I would go O-line, O-line. Go tackle center. Like, fortify this offensive line. Help your offense as much as possible. The two weak points of that offense last year, aside from, you know, minor things like wide receiver three, which will get addressed at some point, but center and offensive tackle. Left tackle to be specific, but you probably want to move Broderick Jones back there to his natural spot. Uh, Get a right tackle. There's a lot of really good right tackles that will be there at 20. Um, Amarius Mims, Tyler Guyton. Taliesin Kuaga, like there are a lot of really good players, and I don't love the second round crop of them. They're kind of raw. So, unless you're going to sign a guy and it's not a great tackle class in free agency, there's enough uh, depth there at DB in free agency. You can make a big move in free agency. They have enough kind of cap space to do that. I'm big on them trying to get the secondary kind of fortified in free agency. I would make a run at a Legereus Sneed, at a Jalen Johnson. If they kind of hit the open market, Go after them. Make your big splash. Fortify your secondary, and then go offensive tackle, center. I think if you've got a guy like Mims in the first round, and then Frazier in the second round, I think you're. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. 
Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Offense is looking pretty good, and I feel like you would obviously have your defensive backfield also figured out. It's a really deep corner class and a really deep receiver class on top of that. So you can get quality players in the third and fourth round at both of those positions. Uh, you're, you're talking dirty to me with, with tackle center in the first two rounds, Nick. Uh Going to the NFL honors uh, last night, uh, your take on the defensive player of the year, that's obviously the big talking point from that around these parts. Did T.J. Watt get hosed? Oh, man. Uh, so I have a lot of thoughts on this one. First of all, I feel like, you know, Mom Garrett had a legitimate argument. I do feel like we are down. I think the hype, we're kind of downplaying his case, but also T.J. Watt led in every single statistical counting category like we're talking about sacks hurries pressures like i'm not even just talking you know tackles for loss um interceptions like stuff like that which you can say okay maybe that's a little bit more circumstantial at times but we're talking about a guy that had five more sacks he had more pressures he had more hurries on about 30 more pass rush snaps it wasn't a significant amount um so we're talking about a guy that had every single statistical counting set so he absolutely had a huge case, and to me, I feel like he should have won that. I think there were multiple deserving uh, candidates. I can see the argument for Parsons. I can see the argument for Garrett. Um, pass rush win rate is a, is a stat, obviously, that is a buzzword right now, and even more so tonight after what Micah Parsons said uh, about T.J. Watt. That's where we're going over the tipping point here, not to, you know, saying he's not a top-five pass rusher in the NFL. That's just an absurd take. Uh, he's on, He's getting underrated right now. T.J. Watt absolutely had a case, and it was because he got 19 sacks. You can't just say just because he didn't have the best pass rush win rate or the best pressure rate, et cetera, et cetera, that he doesn't have a case. Yes, you can make the argument for Miles Garrett. You can make the argument for Micah Parsons. You can even make an argument for Max Crosby and Deron Bland. But let's look, let's be real here. Like sacks, pressures, hurries, quarterback hits, he led in all those categories. So, yeah, he has a significant case, and he shouldn't get knocked for other circumstances around him. You know, double-team rate, like he was chipped. They condensed splits over him. They would guard him with a tight end, a receiver, and then a running back on top of it. Yeah, he wasn't truly double-teamed by two linemen or a lineman and a tight end very often. That's because of how the scheme is, and he should be penalized for having a scheme that prioritizes getting one-on-ones or easier pass rush opportunities. He won those. He got 19 sacks through effort, high motor, and his deep bag of pass rush moves. He did a lot of different things. So he can't be penalized for that. 
So I feel like a lot of his argument has been made a mockery of, and I think that's really where the injustice is. Yeah, what do you, what do you make of the the Micah Parsons comments? I mean, those came down a couple of hours ago. Zach Gelb from CBS Sports Radio uh, chatted with him. We got word of it uh, during the the show from two to six today, around five forty five. Like we were ending the show, and we got a couple of texts from people. I think Pony actually got a text from Gelb himself saying, "Hey, you might want to uh, talk about this in your final few minutes." Uh, like, and then he he says he doesn't have anything personal against T.J. Watt, but he clearly just doesn't respect him as a player to the level that he does some of the other guys. To say that Watt, who has been this dominant for this long, is not in the top five. Again, that's that's an absurd statement. We are going full over. The, like, we're jumping the shark here. What are we doing? Like, he is absolutely a top-five pass rush in the NFL. He had 19 sacks. I understand there can be luck with sacks, and that can, you know, vary from year to year. But look at T.J. Watt from year to year. It hasn't varied. He's been dominant for over a half decade. This is proven. This is a guy that has great pass rush skills. I mean, I don't know what we're doing with that. You know, just because he doesn't have all of the advanced metrics of a guy like a, a Miles Garrett and a Micah Parsons doesn't mean he's not a top five passer. I, I think, you know, putting him behind a guy like Nick Bosa, for example. I love Nick Bosa. He's an elite pass rusher. He's not as good as T.J. Watt was this year. Max Crosby, not as good as T.J. Watt was this year. Like, it, it's absurd to me. I, I don't know what we're doing with that. He's gone kind of, you know, there, there's some things in the Steelers fan base to me but on, with Watson I feel like are kind of overstated at times, but we've gone full on the other side of it now. We're, we're disrespecting one of the best players in the NFL. It is crazy. It's downplaying greatness. Um, and that's really the sad thing about, you know, debates like this to me is, you know, guys like Parsons and Garrett and Watt, we're, we're watching greatness. We're in a great golden age of pass rushers right now and, and what they're doing up front. And, and all three of those guys are elite, some of the best passers we've ever seen. So to disrespect a guy like T.J. Watt like that and say he's not a top-five guy in the game, watch what defense, what offenses do to him every week. Uh, you know, Arthur Parsons saying what the Titans did, you know, they didn't double-team him like Barrett did. What they did do was they shipped him, they put a tight end in front of him, they reduced their splits, then they put a running back in front of him. He would have to be three guys just to get to the quarterback. He's just being crazily disrespected right now because of this defensive player of the year discourse. I think it's absolutely absurd and insane what we're seeing happen to T.J. Watt right now in the national discourse. Uh, one of the big winners for the the Steelers last night, that was Cam Hayward. He finally uh, was named the Walter Payton Man of the Year award winner after I think six tries he had at it. Uh, how, how big of an honor uh, is that for him? I mean, I, I think it's really cool that uh, in the NFL honors now, that's the one that ends the ends the show. It's the main event. It's not the MVP award. It's the Walter Payton Man of the Year award, and Cam Hayward's the man that got it. Uh, it means so much to him. I know if there's one thing Cam wanted to win was the Walter Payton Man of the Year award. And for all he does for the community, you know, we're talking about a guy that upholds the standard of Pittsburgh – he affects so many different lives in a positive manner. Uh, he is a true stand-up person, and he deserved this. You know, he's been up for it six times before winning it. It felt like something he was close to doing, but just didn't quite get it. You could see it on his face. You know, 
He was damn near crying at some points. Uh, he, he was a guy that I just feel like upheld every single standard throughout a decade plus in Pittsburgh for what he's done through Hayward House and everything, man. It was awesome to see from the video package to his speech with his family, um, to the, what he said afterwards today, you know, everything about it, it, it speaks to what kind of Cam Hayward is. And that's a true leader, a truly great person, and, and he deserves it more than anyone else. I'm, I'm really happy for Cam Hayward to finally get that honor. He deserves it. Talking to Nick Farabaugh from Steelers Now here on 93.7 The Fan. Uh, Nick, uh, the, the news broke earlier this week that the Philadelphia Eagles will be hosting the first NFL game in Brazil. That'll be uh, a week one Friday night game in Brazil. Uh, Steelers insider Mark Caballi from The Athletic, he came on the fan earlier this week, and he kind of broke it down that the Steelers might be in a 50-50 shot to be in that game, just given uh, some of the other Eagles opponents also have international games already next season, uh, and it comes down to teams like the Packers, the Steelers, the, the Falcons thrown in there, uh, so maybe a, a 33% chance. Uh, what do you think? Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. The odds are of uh, the Steelers having to go to uh, Sao Paulo, Brazil to open up 2024? 24%. I'll throw the Browns in there, too. They do play the Browns. Browns haven't gone international in a long time, neither of the Steelers. But I will say one thing I think that is working in the Steelers' favor to not go to Brazil is that they are almost certainly going international next year. Yeah, Ireland, I think. Ireland or Mexico, one okay. of the two. Um, you know, international marketing rights in both. I would imagine they'd go to Mexico first. Um, so, and they are working on the renovations at Estadio Azteca uh, right now in Mexico City. So, 2025 in Mexico, I think, is probably where they're going to end up. So, would they have the Steelers go international back to back years? Maybe not. I could see the Browns doing it just because they're kind of this trendy team that has some buzz mm -hmm. uh, around them. I could see the Packers. Uh, I could see the Steelers. Uh, I understand why the Steelers would be the team. Two big established brands going to Sao Paulo. Makes sense. There's a big Brazilian fan base for the Steelers, too, even though they don't have international marketing rights down there. Um, but I'd say 25% just for those kind of reasons. I think it will be between those four teams, Falcons, Packers, Steelers, Browns. They're not going to take a divisional game away from them. And the, the Panthers and the Jaguars are already – going international um so they're not going to put them in that either so 25 percent we'll see i'm kind of skeptical they're going to make the Steelers go international back-to-back -back years but i can't rule it out 
Um, and also kind of weird to send the Keystone game um, yeah. to Brazil. You know, that that's another weird kind of option to me. So I would say, like, Packers or Browns are kind of what I expect it to be, but I'm not going to be stunned if the Steelers. I would just say they're a little less likely for a few reasons. Uh, Nick, what are your thoughts on the Steelers coaching staff moves uh, in the last 24 hours or so? I'm not super blown away by them. You know, we're talking about a few guys that come from uh, losing programs. Um, Zach Azani, for example, came from the Broncos, worked under Nathaniel Hackett, uh, left after that, went to the Jets, working under Nathaniel Hackett again, hasn't really developed a ton of receivers in his NFL tenure. He has some impressive college uh, tenure boasts to kind of look at, you know, producing Antonio Brown's ice is a big one, but he produced Cordero Patterson. Um, Justin Hunter was a first-round pick under him. There's a few really kind of eye-popping things that you look at, but only two 1,000-yard receivers since he became a wide receivers coach in 2018 with the Broncos, Cortland Sutton in 21, and then Garrett Wilson in 23. That Jets wide receiving core was atrocious, but how much of that do you kind of put on just washed veterans that yep. signed because of Aaron Rodgers and Zach Wilson playing really bad? And then even when, you're, when you talk about Denver, right, not great quarterback play, whether that's Russell Wilson, et cetera. Um, what I've kind of heard is some of the details are lacking under Azani, kind of, um, you know, guys do crazy things with the ball in their hands, like they run backwards and stuff. I don't know. It just sounds like a lot of Deontay Johnson tendencies, honestly, that he's kind of coached up on, among a few of the guys. They don't have great situational awareness. So we'll kind of see where that goes. Position coaches, especially wide receiver coaches, are pretty hard to kind of gauge when they have bad quarterback play. But is the quarterback play good, good here next year? I don't know. Um, for ours, I think it's real interesting. I think Tom Ark is the most interesting hire because he's the complete opposite of Arthur Smith. You know, when you talk about Arthur Smith, it's like play action, two tight ends, three tight ends, under center. Arthur's a spread, 11 personnel shotgun guy, which means to me that I think Arthur Smith's trying to evolve his scheme. And Arthur Smith comes from the Sean McVay tree, worked under Matt LaFleur, now the Packers head coach in Tennessee in 2018. He runs a lot of McVay-like um, he started to kind of flirt with um, changing the scheme towards the end of last year, but the quarterback situation with Devin Ritter, Taylor Heineke, just completely took it off the rails. I'm kind of interested to see what Arthur Smith does because with Tom Arth coming on board, I think they're going to try and modernize that scheme and tweak it. I don't think it's going to be this quite the same Arthur Smith offense you saw in Tennessee or you saw in Atlanta. I think it's going to have more play action. It's going to have some more pulling guards. I think it's going to have a little bit more spice to it, flavor, kind of what you might see in L.A. with Sean McVay. So I'm kind of interested. I think that hire kind of perked my ears up. I'm actually kind of excited to see what they do and what Arthur Smith does to try and modernize that scheme. Uh, Peter King joined Cook and Joe earlier this week, Nick, and he had this to say about a uh, potential Steelers quarterback next season. Russell Wilson's next team will be Pittsburgh. Your thoughts on that? Okay, it's possible. I'm not going to say it's going to happen, but the reason it's possible is because Russell Wilson is getting $39 million guaranteed from the Broncos. They are going to pay that regardless of it. And so however much he gets paid from his new team, they're still going to pay it. So if he gets paid $5 million from a team, they're still paying him $34 million, right? So he can take the veteran minimum. Now his veteran minimum is going to be higher than a normal vet min, but he's not going to be a super expensive quarterback. He's not going to get like two years, $65 million, for example. Um, so he is not going to be like super expensive. So 
it could make sense. If Mason Rudolph walks, especially, I see them looking at Russell Wilson, looking at his pedigree, his Super Bowl pedigree, and saying he's not going to be that expensive because of the contract situation he has. He's not getting more than $39 million, I wouldn't think. It's certainly not guaranteed. You're not giving him two for 40 guaranteed. So you're not going to supersede that. So he's not going to get a super big amount of money. So you can pay him, you know, one year, $34 million, and maybe bring him in as good competition. I can see it happen. I think it's more plausible than people think. Um, but I would still say, you know, Mason Rudolph, Ryan Tannehill are probably more likely – but, yeah, I, mean, I don't think Russell Wilson is this far-fetched idea because the contract situation, honestly, isn't that crazy. And the Steelers, Mike Tomlin, I could see a lot of lure for Russell Wilson to come to Pittsburgh. Should the Steelers make a call to Chicago about Justin Fields? It completely depends on the price. I, You know, Adam Schefter said he thought they could get a first for him. I would not give up the 20th overall pick for Justin yeah, Fields. Yeah, I, I think that was mostly uh, Schefter trying to gas up the uh, the Bears, yeah. like how he, he'll he sometimes play that fiddle a little bit. He does play that fiddle sometimes. If, if that's <laughs> actually the action, I'm out on that. But second-round pick, third-round pick, third-round pick especially, I'd be fully in on it. Second-round pick, I kind of have to think about it a little more. And, you know, Fields has shown flashes, but I think it's a little overblown how good he was at the end of the year. It was really the Bears' defense turning into an elite group. He kind of just went all along the way, was game-managing. Now, he's more dynamic uh, than Kenny Pickett. He's better than Kenny Pickett, honestly, to me, but how much better? Is he, you know, is he like a 2 free win kind of swing? I'm not sure about that. And plus, you also have to make a fifth-year decision on his option. Do you want to give him that guaranteed fifth year? And if not, you're setting yourself up in a tough spot, especially if you give a second. So I think that's a little nicer than people think. Uh, I would definitely call and see kind of what the market's going to look like um, and, and kind of where that is kind of going to go. seems like Caleb Williams is going to be the pick at once. He's going to be available. But, you know, is it a second, is it a first, is it a third? kind of depends. If it's like a second and maybe a fourth, I, I'd probably do it um, just because I do think getting another young guy in there, just taking swings at the quarterback position. You should be taking as many swings as you can at that spot. It's the most important position in the sport. So, yeah, i definitely at least place a call, but the price would kind of depend for me if I would actually, you know, smash accept on that. Will the Steelers draft a quarterback in the middle rounds, and which one do you think would be the best fit? They will. I'm, I'm almost certain of this. Um, Art Rooney said this past week that, they are going to go into training camp with four quarterbacks like they always do. It's going to be Pickett, a veteran quarterback, whether that's Mason Rudolph or someone else, and a draft pick, and then a UDFA. And so in the mid-round options, it's kind of interesting. You know, Spencer Rattler showed a lot in Mobile. I didn't expect. He's got good arm talent. He's mobile, can make some really good decisions. And honestly, when you look at the South Carolina tape, like there's a lot that pops. Um, so he's one of the guys. I'll give you three options. Spencer Rattler, I think Jordan Travis is really interesting, kind of straight guy, high integrity, great leadership, winner, like real good intangibles with Jordan Travis. I think he's a very interesting quarterback and fit for them. And then if you want a guy with a higher floor, that can kind of be a really distributor type. I like Michael Prada at Tulane. Um, he was really good in Mobile, too. High-character kid, um, good arm, accurate gets the ball to the right spot, he's going to be a guy that could probably play uh, kind of right away and give you, you know, a base-level quarterback play. He'll be a backup at the very least, could be a kind of a low-level starter um, for you as well if you draft him in the fourth round. So those are kind of my three options. I think out of those four, I think I kind of like 
Travis the best, honestly. I think he doesn't get hurt. I think he's going probably day two. And so I like those guys kind of the best um, if we're talking, you know, fourth-round type uh, quarterback, especially because I believe Penix and Knicks are going to go, you know, second, third round. And if you don't want to spend that high draft capital, you go for the fourth-round guys. Nick Farabaugh, Steelers insider from Steelers Now, Pittsburgh Sports Now. Nick, thanks for taking the time. Hey, thanks for having me on, as always, Donnie. There you go. Nick Farabaugh, great stuff from him, as we always get. Uh, a lot of good stuff there from the Senior Bowl from Nick, which is what I was expecting, what I was hoping for. Uh, some good stuff on uh, where the Steelers could be looking at center. He said, I would mock Zach Frazier in pretty much every Steelers mock. That is the West Virginia center. He said the least kept secret or worst kept secret at the Senior Bowl was the Steelers' interest in the WVU center. Coming up, we will check in on how things are going in Minnesota. Marc-Andre Fleury night, Pens and Wild. We will check in on things there coming up next. Uh, top of the hour, Jason Mackey, Pirates insider from the Post-Gazette, will join us. Fan Twitter brought to you by South Hills Kia in Peters Township. Visit them at southhillskia.net. It's Donnie Football with you here on Sports Radio 93.7 The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 